0: Live from the William Hill Sportsbook at Silver 7's Hotel and Casino, it's Cofield and Company.
1: All right, here we go. Silver 7's, 5 o'clock hour. It's a crazy day. Baseball trade deadline's coming up tomorrow, so a lot of big-name players have moved. We'll get you updated on that. The NBA draft is starting in just a couple of minutes. We'll try to throw to the picks live. It's a picture of our uh, Kate Cunningham's on camera, so we'll see if he goes number one in this draft. Willie Ramirez is here from the AP. Thanks, Willie. Yes, sir. I don't think I've been introing Willie enough today. I think everyone knows your voice, but Willie's here. Willie's here. Curtis Terry came down to Silver 7s, which we appreciate, on a night that I know you're very fired up about. You love the NBA draft. Yeah, of course. All, this is, it's a big time of year for me. Some people like the NFL draft. I'm
2: an NBA draft guy. Uh, but before we even get started, I'm more upset that I didn't get to join for the, for the Fat Pack. Because, uh, I mean, did you want to make a pick? Uh, it's wings all day, for sure. It?
1: So uh, today we've got three National Food Days stacked. It's National Lasagna Day, National Chicken Wings, National Chili Dog. Right. So between the three of us we all picked. And I said you can only pick one. So we all made so, a different selection. So
3: here's the thing, if we go if we have if we have dinner together, we can share.
2: I'm yeah, so so this is my one thing with. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What? <laughs>
1: I mean, I think we have to find a bar, right? Who's going to have? I'm not sharing lasagna my wings. We'll, we'll start right there. Lasagna, <laughs> wings, and chili dogs. Okay, so I think, think a chili wait, dog might be I, might be hard to find. It's at at a place that has lasagna and wings. Right.
3: So hopefully we can we can drag this to the first pick. But I got two questions for Curtis. First question is. Where's your spot for – because it's got to be quick. Where's yeah. your spot for wings? I go to
2: P.T.'s. Okay. I'm a P.T.'s guy. Okay. I like their bonus wings.
3: Okay, second question. And this is kind of – this hits home with basketball, UNLV, and a tweet that our good friend Paul Gutierrez saw and that as, uh, obviously you're familiar with the fact that Mark Andre Fleury was traded. Right. I was a little disturbed that he saw this tweet that somebody said, this is as bad as Jerry Tarkinian getting forced out. Oh. I 100% disagree. I'm appalled. Thank you. That's no all right. I needed to hear. That's I all I needed to the hear. love flower, but holy
2: hell,
3: I know. That flower hasn't bloomed enough here yeah, yet. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't <laughs> even matter.
1: Do you think there are hockey fans who are like, you guys are clowns? Just because they don't know how, one, they don't know how small the city was at the time and how big Tark was. Right. And, and there was no social media.
3: Can you imagine social media and Tark getting forced out? Oh, my God. Being framed, having the, the secret oh cameras and all that stuff. Can you, you
1: do you think the powers that be at UNLV? I'm not saying that people would have gone and you know beat him up, but wouldn't have been a good feeling driving home the first couple of days after that happened no. or walking around campus trying to get to the office.
3: I, all I know is that if there were social media back then, the last thing I would have wanted to see on my feed was that hot tub photo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh,
0: oh, yeah. All right, Big Five time. Battle Born Injury Lawyers presents The Big Five at Five, number five.
1: We'll warn the audience. We're going to be all over the place. We're doing some you know, regular topics we do during the Big Five, but then we're going to jump to the draft and play the picks for you. So the first pick should be up here in the next couple of minutes as they are going through uh, Detroit's interesting basketball history, some super highs, and recently some super lows. You know, I wanted to talk about UNLV on a couple of fronts in the Big Five, and there's a couple of uh, players who are nominated for awards. We're going to get to those in a couple of minutes. But as things open up, guys, we have all these big shows coming to town. Now this one's in May, which, which I'm kind of relieved about because if it was coming up in the next couple months with the, the masking stuff and right. this not all this nonsense going on with variants, and I'm not saying it's not legitimate, but it's next May. This will be at the festival grounds.
3: Have you seen this, Curtis? What do you think yeah. of this one? Oh yeah, he oh, saw. He this. saw. Let it me tell you, media. the Raiders press room. All of a sudden, Raiders had nothing to do with it because Adam Hill took over in there, and he was like Willie. Did you see the festival? Did you see what's coming soon? And all of a sudden, and, and every time he, he was reading the lineup, someone else was chiming in. Who? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. The only thing I can say is that me, Paul Gutierrez, and Vic Taper all went, when's the 80s? Uh, right. I mean, <laughs> when's the 80s fest? But- Lovers
1: and Friends, May 14, 2022. Let's see. Lauren Hill, Ashanti, Neo, Lil Jon, Ludacris, Usher, TLC, Ciara, Nelly. I mean, you can go all the way to the bottom of this, and there's still tremendous names. And as I as I mentioned. Because I watched that This Is Pop documentary, and I got really pissed off on behalf of T-Pain because Usher walked up to him one time and said, you ruined music. T-Pain's there, too. Put T-Pain at the top of the billing. I mean,
2: I'll put him... You can move him up a <laughs> line or two. I don't know about replacing his name with a Usher. Liner.
1: A line or two. But he I mean, Sweat,
2: Jodeci. To, I mean, to Willie's point, though, this just points out that we know kind of the age that everybody is in the press oh room at the Raiders facility when this all got released. When Adam kind of went on a tangent, yeah. Uh, because this remind i mean, this is mid mid two thousands. I mean, I was in college when Us when Lovers and Friends came out. I was on campus at UNLV in front of Dayton North because I remember everybody was playing it one night. Uh, so it takes me back. I'm I'm all for it. I will be there. Somehow. One of the things that came up when we were talking
3: about that and when I said what about the 80s is that, speaking of UNLV, Ham Hall, you're familiar with Ham Hall, right? Nice little theater on UNLV's campus. I was there for Ready for the World in 1987. They were the headliner, Ooh. and the opening act was Bobby Brown. Ooh. When Bobby Brown was done, we were all ready to go. We were all sweat and drenched from dancing going, <laughs> oh, wait a minute, the headliner still got to come out. So
1: I'm ready for the, wow, for, the, for the 80s tour. This really is amazing. If we put a camera on you, we ISO. It could be both of you guys. Either one of you, Curtis or Willie, and Keith Sweat is on. Are you singing?
2: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> hey, I'm <laughs> going crazy. <kidding> <laughs> I saw this one. So when I saw when I saw that's Adam it. tweet this earlier, uh, my wife was working from home today, and I was you. I, I know you're not big on festivals. I was like, but you got to listen to this lineup. And yeah. I read it, and her, she just kept perking up more and more. She was like, wow, that's really good. I was like, I know.
3: For those who don't know, Neo, of course, he's a Vegas Las Vegas grad. high yeah. grad. So yeah, no, some of these and some of these. Groups, you know, they're trickle over from the late '80s into the '90s, and then it's a very good know, mix. There are a lot of names on here that probably are into music or look up to some of these names that are on here. Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like TLC. This,
2: okay. This is all R- I listen R- RIP to. R.I.P.
3: Left Eye. So I mean, you know, <laughs> like, This
2: like, "Is all I listen to?" Because <laughs> this stuff nowadays, they're rapping so fast about stuff oh, I don't even know about. It yeah, goes yeah, over yeah, my head. Yeah, yeah. and look, it all sounds the same.
1: You know, we bring on the young guy, and I, you know, oh, these days, come For real, that's on now, the problem. That's, that's how I feel. My God, I'm that guy now.
0: <laughs> Number four.
1: All right, let's talk about some of those UNLV nominations. Uh, first of all, offensive lineman Julio Garcia is back. Gorman guy, local guy, super senior. This is very cool. This is one of those awards I've never heard of this one before. It's the Danny Werfel Trophy. Yeah. Yep. Let's throw to the Detroit podium Piston with sucked. silver.
4: Cade Cunningham from Oklahoma State is. University.
1: We'll get the timing right. My bad. I got back Turn to the TV. So Cade Cunningham is the number one pick. Not a surprise there. We'll start breaking down some of the picks, especially if something crazy happens. But, yeah, uh, Julio Garcia is up for the Werfel Award. Uh, honors college football players who serve others, celebrate their positive impact on society, and inspire greater service in the world. Can I tell you? This conference realignment stuff has screwed me up because what happens is I start getting reckless and I start talking about college athletics and looking at it from afar. And I forget about the people who are involved, Mm -hmm. and that's the kids. And that's why I really like working the sidelines and working around the UNLV programs because you get that reminder, like, this is what it's about. Right. Yes. This is what it's about. And, like, I – I love, especially the the football team because you know they're wearing helmets. Everyone doesn't get to know them. Yeah. Uh, last year we you know we barely got to talk to them because of COVID restrictions. Mm-hmm. When we get stories like this, like this is what should make Vegas proud and UNLV uh, UNLV people proud is that the school is producing folks who are getting an education and in the case of Julio Garcia, are going to be productive members of society. This is cool. I, ho- I hope if he doesn't win, it's great that he got the honor. Yeah, shout
2: out to Julio Garcia II for this one. I mean, because these are the awards, in my eyes, that you want to be put up for. These yeah. are the ones that matter. These are the ones that show your character, the kind of person that you are. You could have great skill set, but you could be a real pain in the you-know-what. Right. Um, so those guys, do, I mean, they're, they're great and all, but these are the ones that you really want to celebrate. Um, and, I, and I hadn't heard about this award either, but reading through it, you've got to give a shout-out to Mark Wallington, SID at UNLV, because those are the guys that nominate these kids for this particular right. award. So shout-out to him for knowing what this kid's doing off the field, in the community, because that's what it's about. Julio Garcia, man, you're, you're a good dude in my eyes.
3: And Mark's a, a UF guy, you know, he grad from journalism school there. And I remember when Mark arrived here, I remember when he first came here for his first gig, working under Tommy Shepard, who's now the GM of the Washington Wizards. So, yeah, and Mark's going to be familiar with those awards. He stays on top of things. He's, he, You know what? Mark Wallington, I would venture to say, and I don't cover national uh, college sports on a national level, I would venture to say, and I would put Mark Wallington up against any other SID in the country as far as the effort that he puts in. But you talk about Rebels in the community and being out there, and as a positive, Arborview Football just tweeted this 38 minutes ago. Thanks to the UNLV Rebels for hosting some of our players today. Such a great opportunity from an awesome staff with four pictures. Quote uh, Hashtag be a rebel. So they're doing their best to get out there and do a lot more than, you know, obviously be be part of this community and, and sort of etch themselves into a portrait that is now somewhat, you know, 90% pro sports with the Raiders and the Golden Knights and even the Aces. So they're trying to keep, keep it uh, – you know, keep their, keep their relevance here in this town. And, and it takes guys like Mark Wallington. It takes the characters that are getting these nominations to do it as well.
1: Number three. Now I mentioned Garcia's back as a super senior. I talked to Marcus Arroyo, the football coach, during the spring, and I said, how'd you make the decision on who gets to come back and who doesn't? Because there were guys, they ain't back. And that was a big decision. Now one of the really interesting stories is Tylee Collins. He was in the transfer portal. And then all of a sudden we look up at one of the uh, final practices and we're like, that's Ty Leak. Yeah. Right? Outstanding freshman year. Has been just snake bitten. Has, you know, kind of done himself in at times as well. And Ty Leak is back, and he's actually nominated for an award. It's a versatility award on the football field. It's the uh, Paul Horning uh, award that he got nominated for. Uh, And it's about versatility. And, you know, he's a guy punt return, kick return. Uh, receiver jet sweeps, but his story of being back is really cool, and I'm sure Arroyo is going to talk about it again at the beginning of uh, spring or well, real football now, right? Fall football. Um, briefly, he said, "You know what? I learned a lot from the transfer portal, and so did some of the guys. That you know, there's not always a great destination that's better than where you are right now." And and uh, Arroyo said, "You know what? I have to admit, I made some mistakes, maybe in dealing with the situation. So, Tyleek is back. I think it's a great story. I I hope he's good." The next couple of years on the football field because he can be a super dynamic player. And, th- you know, these are one of those, again, being around the program is where you see some of these stories. We all make mistakes. Right, and, yeah. we're, and you're in college to learn. Right. right.
2: Yeah. And this is another one, the Paul Horning Award. Had, not one I had heard a lot about. But once you take a closer look and, and seeing that Ty Lee got nominated for it and the kind of guys that have won this in the past –
1: I mean, Well, I mean, last year was the Devontae Smith. Right, but even
2: – I mean, you're talking about Amir Abdullah. Um, you're, you're talking about, obviously, Travis Etienne, a guy that had a lot of success in college, LaMichael James, uh, Christian McCaffrey, obviously, uh, Shaq Thompson, D.D. Westbrook. But guys that are multifaceted skill set on the football field – that are kind of like, whatever you need, Coach, I'll do it. If yeah. I have to block, if I have to receive, if I have to, uh, if I have to come out of the backfield and get a handoff, return kicks, play special teams. like These are the guys that kind of utility guys, hard hat, throw them out there, they'll do anything. And so shout out to Ty Lee Collins for, again, taking on that role that a lot of guys say they would want to do. But when it comes to it, most guys aren't going to sacrifice themselves for the betterment of the team, and that's what the epitome of this ward is to me.
1: We're going to go back out to the draft here in a second. So we'll see, is this going to be Jalen Green? Yeah. The kid out of Fresno, raw, but a, a really good scorer. Love the hair. Uh, Evan Mobley looks like he could be, you know, another DeAndre Ayton type. Is he Ooh. the guy the Rockets no. grab here? Do they, you know, set up a dynamic you know, high-low with Christian Wood and, nah, you go, and you, Evan Mobley? You
2: go Jalen Green, let him run the wing with Chris Wood, and imagine those guys just being out in transition, a little high-flying high action right there.
3: Interesting story on Jalen. Not story, just, you know, a little background. He When they first – when they were younger on the club circuit and, and touring, you know, his, his, his somewhat running mate, and almost like a rival, but they were on the same team, but they grew together on that uh, AAU circuit was uh, local Jul- Julian Strother. Right. The
4: second pick in the 2021 NBA draft, the Houston Rockets select Jalen Green and there you go. from Merced, California, yes, sir. and the NBA yes, sir. G-
3: you know, Jalen, it's a great pick. He's been through a lot, um, as far as you know his his from from his uh, from off the court issues, not issues on, uh, in his own camp, but just in, in general, like with AAU teams and his family, and, and a little bit of a controlling advisor, if you will. And I'm not going to get into because it it's not my place to. But I will just say that he's overcome a lot and he's come through a lot of adversity to get where he's at. And I think that he's going to, because of a lot of the mental aspects of, of what he endured on his AAU tour, I think that he is going to be a little bit a step ahead mentally for this process in, getting, in catching on with an NBA team. Uh, he is somebody I'm looking forward to, Curtis, in the NBA Summer League.
2: Yeah, he's going to be a lot of fun. He's the guy that's going to kind of steal the show in the, in the headlines because of his pure athleticism. And I think that's the reason for him taking that step to go to the G League and play for the Ignite that year instead of going to college was so much different in terms of like Knicks, Nix, local kid Dacia Nix. I think his physical ability wasn't quite where it needed to be yet yeah. to have success on that level to where Jalen Green could roll out the ball and he's already a top athlete. So he was able to probably submerge himself under Brian Shaw of the NBA lifestyle and see how to do it. And obviously, I think they had Jared Jack on that team as well for a period of time. So being around those kind of veterans, that was the thing that was probably biggest for him because he's a guy that physically he's got the tools. It was about him getting that mindset. He's going to come in so much more prepared and ready to play than probably some of these guys coming straight out of college.
0: Number two.
1: NBA draft. NFL, Raiders. We got a lot going on. Uh, Curtis is down here at Silver Sevens. Willie Ramirez with Cofield. All right, Willie, what are you seeing in this battle between Damon Arnett and Casey Hayward? Who's getting most of the time? What's happening?
3: Uh, I, you know, I think Casey Hayward comes into camp with the nod, and he's he's going to have just because Damon had a rough rookie season. Had a great chance to to talk to Damon the other night, one on one, little exclusive uh, exclusive interver- interview for AP. And what I was most impressed by with Damon was not necessarily saying the right things, but it was admitting a lot of mistakes without hesitation. Like there were not a, a lot of hymns and haws. You know, going over my recording when I was transcribing my notes, it was very impressive that, you know, I asked him a question. There was one thing that I said specifically. Paul Gutierrez and I sitting in the press box watching the first game after he was cleared from a concussion, and he leads with his head. I looked at Paul. I said, dude, did you just see what I just saw? How do you do? I, you know, asked him about that the other night, and he said, you know what? You're absolutely right. I was reckless. Mm -hmm. I was out there just running around wild, one hit. The bigger the guy, the harder I was going in. I had no business getting in on tackles. And he said he learned from his mistakes, and he's ready to – the other thing I was impressed with is I could feel and sense the genuinity in his answers in that he really feels like he owes Gruden, the organization, Mayock, and his teammates a an entire season. He, he owes a lot more. And, you know, now – you put something like that out there and your words are in a story and, and it's on the national newswire, you somewhat got to live up to this right. because now he's going to – the first time they bring him in and everyone else starts writing stories, you know, you're, you're going to have to prove yourself. Now, does that mean that he's going to overcome Casey Hayward? No, but I think that he's willing to learn. And he brought up a point. He goes, hey, I've been battling my whole life. Right. Went to St. Thomas Aquinas. I went to Ohio State. I've been battling among the best.
1: By the way, we have the, we're have we going to get the scoop on all of this. <laughs> Because we got an inside connection. Yeah. Oh boy, Ron, Ron Milas yeah. and Curtis Cousin are, are, are kind of tight as cousins. Yeah, I'm kidding. He's not going to give no. us a scoop. I'm not going
2: to divulge the, no. the game plan. <laughs> but with that said, though, uh, and it's it's for me, it's like you're you're him talking about just taking ownership right in terms of what he's doing for his for his past mistakes and a lot learning from those flaws um, kind of those character defects I mean but then the the chance that he's going to have to play with Casey Hayward and learn from him you talk about Gus Bradley coming in as a defensive coordinator Ron Miles, the secondary coach in in terms of just tutelage and taking guys under your arms I mean he's had the privilege to coach Eric Weddle um, he's had to coach uh, Desmond King uh, derwin james as well jason Fred, obviously casey Hayward, were all the Pro Bowls. so in terms of being around that kind of knowledge to have someone say hey this is how you need to do it these are the guys i've coached this is the steps you want to follow i think he's in a good spot knowing that he wants to make those changes from his, from his rookie season
1: so we got the nba draft going on right now first two picks are in cleveland is up now they just did what they're calling a Woj alert which is ridiculous it's a Woj bomb yeah. Use bomb on the graphic Uh, They just announced the Westbrook to the Lakers trade. Yes, if you have not listened all day or been on social media, Russell Westbrook is going to the Lakers. We'll break that down in about 15 minutes. And, by the way, Ari, we'll do number one after the break. But in a second here, we're going to throw back to the stage with Silver. A lot of good choices here. It's a number three pick, so let's go to it.
4: With the third pick in the 2021 NBA draft, the Cleveland Cavaliers select... Evan Mobley from the right. University of Southern California. All right, we'll break that down on the way back.
1: So, so far, one, two, three has gone uh, as expected. Now we'll see what happens because uh, there are like 10 point guards in this draft. You got guys who are, you know, six seven. You got guys who are 5'11". You got a guy like Jalen Suggs who's six three, six four. So we'll see what happens in the NBA draft on the way back and yeah we will get to that big lakers trade uh really a big buzz around the nba and la russell westbrook now the lakers do have a big three with lebron westbrook and ad
0: it's the big five at five brought to you by battleborn injury lawyers if you've been injured call justin watkins at battleborn injury lawyers (laughs) 570-9000
2: So I wanted to offer my services as a recruiter. And I think we can all understand, you know, Green Bay isn't you know, a huge vacation destination. People are coming here to play with me.
0: You're listening to Cofield and Company.
2: Play with our team and and knowing that they can win a championship here. And the fact that I haven't been used in those discussions
1: was one I wanted to change moving forward. And I felt like based on my years, uh, the way I can still play, that that should be a natural part of the conversation. Nothing really changed on that front. I love that Aaron Rodgers yesterday landed on the table. Hey, nothing wrong with saying it. He said it. Green Bay sucks. (laughs) And everyone coming to the Packers is coming to play with me. Okay, he didn't exactly say that, but I do love the, hey, they're coming to play with me. We'll uh, we'll get back to a little football. We got more Raiders stuff coming up. Uh, More updates on the vaccine and COVID situation with LVR. We also had another pick go down. Bit of an upset. A lot of people thought Suggs to the Raptors. Instead, different type of player in Scotty Barnes. And, by the way, the magic are up, so we'll keep throwing to the picks here live when we're in between commercials. What do you think of that pick, passing on Suggs? Uh, it's, it's interesting. And, 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 again, they've got a plan. This is not like they are just come pulling
2: out of a hat right now on draft night. But in terms of if you want to pair him up with Pascal Siakam, obviously former San Diego State Aztec Malachi Flynn, and that's a Coma Washington guy there. You can play him at the point if you see him as your future. So maybe you don't see a need for Suggs from that standpoint. I think now it's going to get interesting in terms of what do the Magic do, and then do the dominoes start to fall? Because it's all about, no matter how good you are, or where you fall in that draft, it's about what they already have on the books in terms of players, um, roster positioning,
1: uh, and, and depth chart. Did you ever think Malachi Flynn would be a starting point guard in the NBA? No, no. I mean, now, you and I The inflection right? of that one, no He's a good player. I thought he'd be. I he, thought he'd be a good you know small guard you know dude off the bench who can shoot a little bit, bring right. some energy, right? Starting guard.
2: I think he has the ability, if you have the right pieces around him, you have to have a bigger two, three on the wings to be able to kind of combat a bigger point guard from that standpoint. But he's a very heady guy. He gets to his spots. He also plays defense, underrated defensive player. He was the Mountain West Defensive Player of the Year his his last year. So I think he's a guy that, that checks a lot of boxes, and if you can cover him with the right pieces, he's very capable of getting it done. I would rather have him running my show than Fred Van Vliet playing point as a starter.
1: So, Willie, let's get back to the Raiders and some of the stories of the day. We were just talking about Damon Arnett. Uh, he's battling Casey Hayward. Um, you know, it looks like Hayward may be, might be a slight favorite to get the position. But, again, like, we put so much hype into this. You need tons of cornerbacks. They're all going to get playing time. The guys, uh, you know, at the top of the depth chart. I like what you were saying about Arnett. You know, we were just talking about mental health and having to overcome hurdles. Like, that dude dealt with a year last year. Right, and he he
3: that was one of the things he brought up to me. You know, I just got done saying that, How hard it is. One of the things you you asked me, what is that going to do for football? And I said, one of the biggest things with mental health issues, I don't care what sports you play or if it doesn't, what career you're in. Men have a hard time talking about mental health, whether it's because they have somebody to turn to. Some guys can't turn to guys because guys don't want to talk about that. As you mentioned, Steve, Uh, Damon told me, you know, he had a, he had a a wrist injury. He had, he had a broken thumb and then re dislocated the break. He uh, had COVID. You know, he went through some stuff, and he told it. He told me that it it broke him internally. He was mentally distraught. You know, here is a guy who was the first round draft pick, and he comes in and he played nine games. He started seven, and you know, he two concussions, and it uh, it was a wake up call for him because you know what I think. What he what he realized was that the game's going to keep going on. You know, the, the, the business will continue to to grow to go as usual with or without you. And it's up to you to do things correctly. And I think by recognizing the mistakes that he made on the field and correcting some of the personal issues he may have had going on, however it affected him mentally, has wisened him up and matured him very quickly.
4: 2021 NBA Draft. The Orlando Magic select... Jalen Suggs from there Gonzaga goes.
1: University. All right, interesting. So you mentioned Cole Anthony. Mm-hmm. So how does that work? Uh, yeah, he might not be there very long. Because you've got Markel Fultz in the contract,
2: too, for a lot of years left.
1: He's coming back from injury, though. Right, but and st- that's a and guy that's— And still a devel- developmental guy. But if guy. you
2: talk about it, if you've got Jalen Suggs and Markel Fultz in your backcourt, that's a very explosive backcourt. Way much more so than— So why I can't Cole, why Anthony, can't Cole be Anthony be a third guy? You, because you know, you he's too little. He can't of, be in the mix. No, I'm saying in the mix off the bench. Who, who are you going to sit down in that situation? Markel Fultz, he's got rid of the yips that he had in Philadelphia. The, 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 the numbers that he was putting up before he got hurt, he's found some confidence down there in Orlando. You pair him with a guy like Jalen Suggs, uh, I mean, I just, again, about minutes. And do you want to accept your role if you're going to be the guy supposed to be coming off the bench and you, and you had a successful rookie season on a team that wasn't going anywhere, you think you're going to have some opportunity because you're going to draft Scotty Barnes, You're going to step in and have a high flyer on the wing. Now that plan may have shifted a little bit if you give Jalen Suggs the ball.
1: Jalen Suggs, Gonzaga, Minnesota kid, goes to the Orlando Magic. We'll have more of the picks coming back. We'll get Willie's reaction to that pick. And then really what's turned out now to be the story of the day, all these big stories, baseball's got their trade deadline going down, Uh, big-name players being moved. Wow. Russell Westbrook is now a Laker, and I feel like every time I say it, Curtis simply shakes his head (laughs) the wrong way.
0: The phone lines are open, and we want to hear from you. Call 702-364-1100 and tell us what's on your mind. Live from the William Hill Sportsbook at Silver 7's Hotel and Casino, it's Cofield and Company.
1: What a day. This is crazy. Silver 7's. Curtis Terry, nice enough to sit in with us, break down some basketball, Wheeler Ramirez from the AP's done an awesome job. Guys, this is crazy. During the break, I'm surprised both of you didn't look at me and go, shut up. I started whining as a Yankee fan about the Dodgers. Of course. The Dodgers
0: Reportedly. are making
1: progress, as yeah. they say it. That's a scoop um, to get Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. From the Nationals. That's crazy. If you're an L.A. fan, good for you. Because everyone in L.A. operates like they're in L.A., right? That they're owned by billionaires. <laughs> the Lakers got Russell Westbrook in a trade. They got a couple of seconds back. They traded a first this year. Mm-hmm. They traded KCP. They'll be okay without him. Yeah. They traded Montrez Harrell, who, frankly, did not consistently bring what i thought he would bring and then i think they they offered koozie kyle kuzma to like every team in the nba and everyone's like nah right so that got on russell westbrook and now the question is and you keep shaking your head like how does this work i think it'll be pretty good defensively oh really good but how does it work offensively can you now balance the team with money to get what you desperately need because now you've got all these downhill guys you got to get some bombers
2: yeah, and what's, and I was just during the break, I was looking at the top 50 free agent list and what stood out to me, a couple names that guys already had made some money and might go take a discount, Lou Williams, Reggie Bullock from the Knicks, and Danny Green, who just won a championship with LeBron. I could very well see him coming back. because Are you sure, not, Are
1: you sure Laker fans?
2: Uh, he, he, yes. I felt like better, I, he's better than KCP in my eyes he's got it won a championship right. he's got the pedigree he's gonna give it to you every night even though he might airball a couple shots we all do it me including in the thomas and mac but hey i think he's a guy that that lebron would trust to have on his team because it's all about can you fit and mesh with lebron ad and now the big personality of russell westbrook
3: and danny green's not just in won a title with lebron he's he's a three-time yeah. nba champion he, he you know he knows how to be a role player right my question to you is on the on the suggs draft pick, um, coming out as soon as he did. The one thing that Mark Fuse always had a reputation for and Gonzaga being a landing spot for recruits is that developing players along in, in, in an elongated college career not being a one-and-done type of place. Yes, they've had a couple guys who've, who, who've gone after their sophomore year, but for the most part, he's known as a development guy. He's not known. So I'm just curious, is Suggs ready but we'll get to it after this pick.
4: Curtis, if you can answer that. With the 6th pick in the 2021 NBA draft, the Oklahoma City Thunder select Josh Giddy from Melbourne, Australia oh! and the NBA Global Academy in Canberra, Australia.
1: All right, quick riser. A lot of people thought he was going in the 8, 9, 10 area. He goes a little bit earlier. OKC takes him. Thunder have another pick coming up a little later. In the first round. Is Australia not playing in the Olympics? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, shouldn't
2: Josh be in Tokyo right now? But hey, he could have zoomed in for the draft, no?
3: Well, not if he's about to, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I God, think
1: yeah. Repeat your son's question.
3: So, so Gonzaga's just, you know, it's always been known. We we have a local kid here who's a, he's there, Julian Strother. Okay. One of the reasons that they chose that is because it's a basketball town. There's no football program. The, Wait, so, they the, got the we, Eastern, Eagles, a lot, Eastern, the Eastern Eagles. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people were surprised that Marquette in in Gonzaga were his were at the top of his list, but it was because the focus is on basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, the community, the, that everything they love Gonzaga basketball, and but also him and his father and sisters, they sat down and they talked about how Mark Fuse is a development guy. It's it's not about running them in and out. It's 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 establishing, you know, two three years worth. Suggs comes in and subs go. Suggs goes out. Is he ready for this step? Um, in what you saw in that one season,
2: yes, and and. It's, it's not the same Gonzaga as it used to be because, again, I'm from Washington. I grew up watching these, these Casey Calvary teams, Blake Stepp. Uh, the, these guys, in terms of like the early 2000s, 99-2000 Gonzaga Bulldogs team, uh, shout out to my brother-in-law Mike Nielsen who played on that team as well, they used to be those teams where they have to get guys and they'd be there for four years, may have a guy red shirt, and they got to build this thing up. But now, I mean, you're getting Jalen Suggs. You're getting Chet Holmgren. You're getting number one recruiting prospects to come to Gonzaga now. They're going to be able to churn some guys out much quicker, and now they're a landing spot in terms of a destination for guys that are going to transfer. And I think that's one of the destinations because you know you're going to come there. It's going to be the focus of what's going on is just basketball. You're going to have a chance to compete for a national championship every year. Um, And I think Jalen Suggs is just that talented athletically to be able to make that jump. Now the only problem is he's got to go to the Orlando Magic, and they're at the bottom of the East.
1: One more point on Westbrook, and we'll have a lot of time to break this down. Curtis is going to run after this. Are the Lakers the favorite with Westbrook, or do you need to see what the rest of the roster looks like? Uh, you got to show me what, where, who else is going to be on the court yeah. with them. I mean, that's a really good team right
2: there, but there's nobody that's going to consistently knock down outside shot um, or be able to space the floor when one of them's putting the ball on the deck and driving. I mean, Anthony Davis is the best shooter out of those three right now for that big three. So for me, it's going to stay with Milwaukee because I think they figured it out. Now I think they get a taste of success in that championship I think Giannis is going to turn it up a level. So will Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton. And now they're going to really be able to pick and choose their pieces because they saw the kind of success that they can have. in the city of Milwaukee rallied around that team.
3: Yeah, Steve, it's, and it's funny because what, what did I message you or text you or DM you? And you said, I got to pull that sound bite. But Steve and I were on the air. When they went down 0-2, and, and, and we talked about that, is, is, is Milwaukee out of it? And we both said, absolutely not. You yeah. got, they still got and, and the reason I had said it, not just because they had to go back to Milwaukee, but this was a team that you know, got to the Eastern Conference Finals and it was, it was, it was leading and, and lost. They, they, then they were ousted in the bubble. They had the experience. Phoenix is sort of Milwaukee three years ago. It, right. it, you know they have some experience yes but in terms of the roster coming together so they they've got the growing pains to learn together the bucks took that experience of being down 02 you know uh, against the suns and was able to just say keep it together mentally because they've been together they've been through some hard times they've been through disappointments so yeah i think that they they remain the favorite in, in what they've gone through in the past 3 years and 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 they come out of it and you got to see what the lakers look like once camp opens, not just because you added Westbrook today.
2: All right, and I was sitting in the exact same spot on the night of Game 3. It was me, Steve, and JVT and we talked about this and I was riding with the Bucks. Bucks in 6, I called it. Uh, you even asked me on May 14th, I went back and you said, what's the team outside the top 4 that's got the best chance of the championship? And I said Milwaukee Bucks. I think they're well-rounded. Uh, but I think even more so, Chris Paul has now blown a 3-1 lead in the first round. He's blown a 3-1 lead in, in the conference finals and now he blew a 2-0 lead in terms of the NBA Finals. Talk about you. Know, I mean, off the court and psychologically, mentally, how does that impact you moving forward? Because he's the leader of that team. If he's not able to bounce back with that same type of passion, the rest of those guys I don't think are going to have that same edge because they're going to look to their leader to be able to rally them and get them going going into this next season.
1: This is a good crew, on Cofield and company that I trust because you guys helped me. I didn't make a lot of money because I don't I don't bet a ton of money, but this was a confident group that the Bucks were coming back. Yeah. So. Yeah, I bet them. I bet them before the series, and then I didn't, you know, freaking panic. You guys were right. You nailed it. Yeah. Uh, so the Lakers have gone from – and by the way, we're going to try to get the uh, Golden State pick here. They've got two picks, 7 and 14. Keep in mind, some of these picks that have been made, the last couple of picks, could just be for someone else, and there could still be trades. We see you know, we see swaps a lot of times, and there's a lot of players on the market. But uh, And Golden State's 7 and 14 picks – I think a lot of people thought they were going to be swung for something else.
2: Right, and that's to me, that's the beauty of the NBA draft. There is pick after pick and trade after trade. There's only 60 picks. There's going to be a lot of action tonight, even more so than the NFL draft because you're talking about there's only 60 guys are going to get drafted, but there's going to be some blockbusters, like you see Westbrook go from the Wizards to the Lakers. There's going to be more to come of this, especially with a team like Golden State that's got James Wiseman on the bench from last year, and now they've got 7-14. and 14. They're going to try to retool with Clay coming back. It's a fun night in terms of NBA basketball.
1: Lakers odds have gone from six to one to win the title in the last like 45 minutes to four and a half to one nine to two so pretty good
3: jump mm-hmm. uh, you know just a side note we're talking about trades we're talking about movements we're talking about all this stuff they just somebody just tweeted Anthony Rizzo and family walk out of Wrigley field and it's Anthony and his wife I believe her name's Emily but in her arms she, she's holding a dachshund dog so, you oh know, your, your favorite he's now my new favorite Yankee.
4: With the seventh pick in the 2021 NBA draft, the Golden State Warriors select Jonathan Kuminga from Roma Democratic Republic of Congo and the NBA. Wing player, 6'8",
1: and brother of uh, Joel Tomboy, who played at UNLV before transferring out. I'm not exactly sure what Joel is doing now. So Kuminga, one of the uh, more debated prospects in the draft. All right, Curtis, I know you got to run. We appreciate it. Thank you, gentlemen. Appreciate it very much. Willie's going to stick around. We'll uh, we'll, uh, close out with the grab bag, and maybe, man, you L.A. fans, Westbrook, you may be getting Scherzer and Turner on the Dodgers soon. Yeah. All my my friends at the Lakers, (laughs) and there's
2: one in particular I'm thinking about, and he lives here. He's going to be going crazy about the Dodgers, about the Lakers, and X, Y, and Z. Man, I'm not answering my phone tonight, so don't call me. Text me. I'll, I'll Talk to you later.
0: The Cofield and Company crew is back tonight at nine o'clock. It's the Law and Sporter Podcast with Justin Watkins from Battleborne Injury Lawyers. Cofield and Company presents hey, hold on. Hey, hold on. Hey, hold on. grab bag. Don't touch it. Don't even look at it. Only on ESPN Las Vegas. Vegas.
1: Stick your hand in there, Dave. Silver Sevens on a Thursday. Thanks to the folks here as we're out here the rest of 2021. They've joined up with Cofield Field Company, so we appreciate that. Join A-Play. That's their players club. You can get 77 bucks in free play, up to 77 bucks in free play the day you join. They also have great giveaways. You got the Tuesday giveaways uh, this month of August coming up. A lot of kitchen items. Oh, I need a new colander and grater combo. That's a good one. That's the uh, the first Tuesday of the month. Uh, but you get in that by joining A-Play and playing the tables I'll and tell you the machines what, down here.
3: I'll tell you what. I've enjoyed This is my first time doing the show from here. This brings back so much. I love this place because it reminds so me of, of, of my, you know, running the streets days for the locals, um, you know to what it was called the continental but it's always been fantastic catering to the to the locals yep. it, and it's perfectly sent now it's centrally located it used to be on the east side now it's centrally located and it's it's easy access it's around a lot of things and it caters it really does cater to the locals
1: yep uh jumbo shrimp cocktail 777 that's a throwback you got the uh, spaghetti mondays for this 477 you got uh ribs for 17.77 great restaurant here and like you said when i first got the town which was obviously well after you you're a local um but the continental i thought was like a super cool place and cookie jar was here oh and the and the place has been redesigned but you i mean you go upstairs and this is not trying to kill the continental but like they had cookie it seemed like in a friggin storage area Mm -hmm. but like i'm coming out here i'm like i don't know i don't know much about vegas I'm seeing the strip, and I'm seeing some of the local places, yeah. you know, Bourbon Street. Remember Bourbon Street? Of course. It used to be right up the road. Of course. Um, the Maxim, right? Yeah. That's changed over. But I, I come here, and I'm like, who is this guy? Yeah. He's got a karaoke machine. And they, he's like a put you know, chubby anywhere. Elvis. Yeah, no. He's, they, doing, it, it's, it, it's, he's funny as hell. He's shouting out other people, like, on a sports bets. I'm yeah. like, what is this? This they, is nuts. And at the time, the Con- uh, Continental had a filet and eggs. A fillet and eggs yeah. for like three ninety nine overnight.
3: No, this was a, this was a these are this was this was a spot that you could go after an all nighter on a Saturday morning. For you're out all night Friday or Saturday, and you come in Saturday Sunday to to place your your football bets, you know. And you have breakfast, you have a Greyhound or a Bloody Mary. But this has always been a fantastic spot.
1: Always. Stick your hand in there, Dave. So to recap, a crazy day. LA is the winner. Time. Just from a just from a story standpoint. My you you may not think Westbrook Russell Westbrook's going to work with the Lakers. Yeah, he got traded to the Lakers, but it's going to be fascinating to talk about, uh, make predictions, watch, see how they blend together. Uh, at a minimum, at least when AD and LeBron have issues and they can't play or they need rest, you have another scorer. So. That's amazing. And if the Dodgers get this deal done, if they get both Scherzer, and Scherzer is coveted by the Padres. We had media people earlier, and listen, we all get stuff wrong. You know, they're all trying to jump over each other to get the scoop. We're like, Padres, yeah. they're, they're the team. Yep. And I'm telling you that the, the, the way the Dodgers operate, you know, and in the smallest way, it's kind of the way VGK operates, which is why I really hope what they said yesterday, like, we're done. Yeah. No, 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 no. You're not you, – you can't be done. You got to get better. The way the Dodgers operate is freaking something every fan should wish for. Right? They've got unlimited payroll. They have talent all over the place. Well, the talent's hurt, so guess what? We get more talent.
3: Well, haven't – and, and, you know, for as long as I've been a Dodger fan, it, it they haven't always been like this. It's it's almost like they're now matching what the Yankees wow. have always done, and they're just attacking and going. They after should have it. been like
1: this all those years. They should so have I'll, absolutely. Well, problem is obviously they MLB let you know a clown with no money buy the team. Yeah. So that was a problem. But now this you know this consortium of billionaires who owns the team. It's they, a freaking hobby for them. It's an investment. They know whenever they decide to sell it, they're going to make tons of money on it, and there are no limitations. And. Uh, Imagine running this club. It's like the way Brian Cashman used to feel. Like, I can do anything I want. Not anymore. Because these cheapo sons of Steinbrenner are always worried about the luxury tax. These guys are like, what? Luxury, huh? What? Tax, huh? Uh, My colleague, Tim
3: Reynolds, uh, tweeted, to save on carbon footprint and all, Westbrook and Scherzer should share a plane to Los Angeles. So I quoted the tweet and said, (laughs) Magic Johnson can arrange a private jet, no doubt.
1: Right? Absolutely. I, I saw a good tweet from Dan Beyer on the Westbrook deal. Uh, he works for Fox. He's a host and an update guy. He said, I really like Westbrook Lakers deal, especially for LeBron and AD because it gives the Lakers a different player that Laker fans can blame if things go wrong.
3: Sure. No, they, oh, they, oh, they, oh, oh, and they will. Oh, absolutely.
1: He's have, that kind of guy.
3: They have an extra person to uh, to pass the blame off on. So um, it, it's it, kind of can't wait for opening day now. Opening day with NFL, opening day with the Golden Knights, opening day with the Lakers. It's uh, holy cow. We got a we got a big fall coming upon us. So,
1: uh, most recent pick in the draft, the Kings, and I hope this works out for both the kid and the Kings. You know, Kings actually made a pretty good draft pick this this past year. Uh, Davion Mitchell, national champion from Baylor, just went to the Kings. So, I would I'd love to see. You know, we saw the Hawks bounce back, yeah, and turn into a real organization again. And I, I think Sacramento is a a very underrated sports town and they have a good following and the the kings have fans and it's been really frustrating for them so i'd love to see him nail it and you know davion mitchell turn into a a mega player all right all right good job thanks to angel thanks to curtis terry for jumping on great spot earlier by uh, ron fucks make sure to listen to the podcast at com.